0: Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, Episode 3 The Godzilla Franchise. And welcome back to another episode of Film Focus. Where in each weekly episode, I have to cover a different topic of film each time, and we dissect it for about 20 to 40 minutes, depending on what the subject matter is. And today, as I said in the intro, we're going to be focusing on Godzilla. So, when it comes to this Godzilla discussion, I wanted to break it down into sections. Firstly, I wanted to talk about my experience with Godzilla then talk about the Godzilla films that I've seen in terms of Godzilla 1954, Godzilla raids again, part of what I saw of Godzilla Final Wars, the 1998 remake of Godzilla and the 2014 American remake of Godzilla and then talk about Godzilla and you know the future it has in terms of its 2016 Toho film and what they could do with Godzilla 2 and Godzilla vs. King Kong in the U.S. Now, I'm not actually going to be talking about all 30 of the Godzilla films in existence right now because we'd be sitting here forever talking about the 28 Toho-produced Godzilla films and the two American remakes. So, what I'm actually going to do is just talk about the Godzilla franchise as a whole, what's come before, where it is right now, and where it could potentially go in the future so this will be a subjective slash objective view on Godzilla so um, this may be a little controversial for like the fans of the franchise but hey I mean if I ruffle some feathers I apologize I am me so there you go anyway just to give you a little bit background on my experience of Godzilla so far when I was a kid growing up in the 90s there really wasn't that much of exposure to the original Toho Godzilla films in the UK I mean unless they were hidden somewhere in the back areas of Blockbuster I just never saw it in any of the places that I happened to be picking up VHS's when I was younger or should I say when my parents were getting VHS's for us so the first exposure I got of Godzilla was I think the reruns of the Godzilla animated show from 1978, which I happen to catch on TV a few times, and the main reason I remembered it was because of that bloody intro with, like, you know, the main guy just like Godzilla, and you know, and the whole Godzuki thing, and it's just like, uh, you know, it was a very memorable TV show just because of that intro and some of the crazy stuff in the cartoons, and I know now thinking about it it has nothing really to do with the actual live-action source material but it was catchy and I was a kid in the 90's and that's all I really knew about until the Roland Emmerich American remake in 1998 I believe showed up and I ate that film up I ain't gonna lie most people really hate the fact that I used to like that film because of you know the fact that the original Godzilla existed at that point in time and it was a heck of a lot better than what we got with this America remake but at the time I was young I was riding off that high from what Jurassic Park gave me because Jurassic Park reignited my love for dinosaurs and I'd just seen probably Lost World Jurassic Park just after that so you know I was still all up in that dinosaur loving so I saw Godzilla and even though I was like this Godzilla looks a little weird he's a little humanoid for some reason but I I bought it. It, it was alright and it was one of those films on VHS that I watched loads of times and I can only admit that now because I, I, I can't keep lying to myself. So I didn't really get into Godzilla until after I had found out about the existence of the Angry Video Game Nerd in 2007 when I started looking into all the stuff that James Rolfe did Outside of his character, of the Angry Video Game Nerd, I watched his Godzilla-thon and through there I started to really learn about who Godzilla was, how many different films there were in existence, and how the franchise had survived for so long because of all the different stories and interpretations that the character had since its inception in the mid-1950s. Through watching the godzilla I had gained a newfound respect for like the franchise and I really wanted to learn more and I'd watched that Godzilla-thon I think maybe two or three times before I'd actually watched a proper Godzilla film myself so I think it was back in the late side of 2013 I had watched Godzilla the 1954 film and then Godzilla Raids again before watching the American remake the second one directed by Gareth Edwards And now, obviously, we have a new Toho Godzilla film coming out, I think, in July of this year, which is Godzilla Resurgence. At least, I think that's the name of that film. And then, obviously, you have another American remake... Then you have another American Godzilla coming in 2019, which is Godzilla 2, I think is tentatively titled at the moment, and then with the monster cinematic universe that I think Warner Brothers and Legendary are trying to craft, they're going to try and put Godzilla and King Kong together in 2020, and that just fills my heart with joy, considering like you know, the footage I've seen of the original Godzilla versus King Kong, which is still pretty funny and worth a watch, but just doesn't hold up as well now with all the modern technology that we can do with Godzilla and King Kong now that would just be a royal rumble of epic proportions but yeah right now my extent of like uh knowledge and watching of the Godzilla franchise is only extended to two of the original Toho films which is Godzilla and Godzilla raids again And Final Wars, which I've only seen about halfway into before I kind of fell asleep. Because it's not because it was boring. It's just because I was extremely tired watching it at like, you know, 2am in the morning. It was just not the right time. But the thing is, I have always considered myself a casual Godzilla fan. I am aware of the IP. I respect it. And I've always wanted to see Godzilla's amazing presence sort of be brought over into the Western world because I believe that Western audiences would really take to Godzilla if they took the time to watch the films. It's just the problem is, as with most films that are foreign in nature, if they are not spoken in the English language or at least dubbed over in the English language, nobody wants to watch them and no one wants to go out and watch subtitles. Now, I know a good few of the Toho Godzilla films do have dubs for them, but I think most people just prefer to have an American remake just so that there would be something you know a little closer to what they recognize and yeah that's always just been a problem with western audiences but that's just the way things are at the moment so I guess that's why people are holding out hope for like the next Godzilla film even if the latest remake wasn't enough to quench the thirst of those who saw it well at least not everyone So, right now I just want to give you my thoughts on at least the first two Godzilla films. The Roland Emmerich disaster and the American remake that happened in 2014. So with the first Godzilla film back in 1954, I was not expecting that film to be as dark and as emotionally gripping as it was. I know that the character was conceived as like you know a metaphor like for nuclear weapons and the terrible nuclear bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but I just didn't expect the film to be as dramatic and as dark and as like you know as I said before, emotionally gripping as I saw before. these were some real characters sitting through a Horrific disaster just happened to be a very big dinosaur running around like destroying everything this Godzilla was Not the I guess protagonist that I'd seen in some of the later films, but just a living representation of destruction that was almost Completely impossible to destroy and I'm pretty sure in the first film the way in which they defeated him was with a hydrogen bomb with one of the main characters having to sacrifice himself, which was Again, just really serious and heavy, but I really liked it. That dramatic tone was one of the main reasons that I was looking forward to the Godzilla remake. And then you have Godzilla Raids again, which, while not as good in terms of the production value and story, was still a very solid entry as a sequel to the first film. It was, again, like, you know, a very interesting film, another black and white one, but it was very interesting to watch and I thought that was another solid entry in this series. And while I haven't seen any of the other Godzilla films just because timing and some of those entries are just not sure that I could possibly sit through, there's a lot of them that really have caught my eye, like, you know, Godzilla vs Mechagodzilla, the original or like Godzilla vs Destroyer or Godzilla eighty five or obviously Final Wars which I've seen halfway through and from what I saw it was some of the most craziest material I've ever seen in the franchise so far but it's just so delightfully crazy and then you have the American remake which up until I think maybe my late teens I didn't see the issue with the film at all I guess just because I'd never come across anybody that really hated it besides maybe my one of my best mates from college but yeah, it wasn't until I saw what Godzilla really was, and then saw what the American remake was, how badly the character got tarnished. I mean, Godzilla is this most beastly force of nature that no one can stop, and the military have no power against him, so somehow in the American version he's just able to be taken down with just a good few missiles. I'm just like, bloody hell. But, not only was that just, that was just one of the many problems that film had. The story with a lot of the other characters was just so meh. And so, ugh. And Godzilla himself looked so ugly with the weird humanoid body that seemed to look like some cross between, I guess, some sort of T-Rex. But he had more of a velociraptor looking head. And the, it was still the humanoid body has always bothered me. It's just something that just never looked right. And the fact that Godzilla didn't even have, to have his atomic breath was just absurd, just mad. And oh, it's just that film is a mess, really. Like when you actually think about it. And that's why it's always good to see Zilla, as he's now dubbed, get beat the crap out of in Godzilla: Final Wars in such a swift manner. Stupid Zilla that guy doesn't even deserve the title of God and now we move on to the 2014 second attempt at a Godzilla film in the US and for me I really liked Godzilla the 2014 edition I thought it was a film that really tried to channel what it meant to have Godzilla in the real world as this force of nature who's just a beast he comes along destroys everything in his path you're afraid of this guy he's huge as hell he is just this big lumbering scary ass dude and while they introduced these new creatures in the form of mutos which weren't all that fancy in their design and i would have preferred seeing a character like you know was it mothra or rodan for godzilla's a fight seeing godzilla just like you know in a more fateful rendition, just with a few American updates, was nice. I mean, the film was very atmospheric. It was suspenseful, and while the story with the characters, the human characters, wasn't all that interesting, and the most important of the human characters was killed off in the first 10 to 15 minutes, poor Bryan Cranston, I still feel like the film was good for at least saving godzilla you know hiding him a little bit and then building it up so when he does appear he has some of the coolest introductions ever when he shows up out of the ocean or when you have the first scene of him at the airport and they got the raw right and his design is gorgeous i love the design of the 2014 godzilla and while he's a little chunky I still love the design and when Godzilla was on screen and he was throwing down, he looked just like this scary ass dinosaur who could mess stuff up. And I don't care what anybody says, this guy is a badass. And his battle sequences were cool when you could see them all in its full entirety. And when Godzilla obviously, like, you know, lays the smack down on the final MUTO with the atomic breath, it's still one of my all-time favorite f- moments in recent film. That is the best kill I've seen for a long time since maybe one of the Raid films, um, which I think maybe may have happened in the first Raid film, but we'll save that for another podcast episode. Now, do I wish there was more Godzilla fighting time? Of course. Do I wish they hadn't killed Brian Cranston off at the start of the film? Definitely. Do I wish that the story material for the humans that were still involved throughout the entire film was a lot better, especially with Ken Watanabe and Aaron Taylor Johnson? Definitely. But for what it was and the way in which they built the suspense and the appearance of Godzilla, I thought it was solid material. And then, not too long after the 2014 film, we heard that Toho had decided to come out of the woodwork and said, Oh yeah, we're making a new Godzilla film, and it's coming out in 2016. And I was like, what? So, this will be the first film in 12 years since Final Wars, where we get to see a proper new Godzilla from the original Japanese studio. And I got hyped. And the teaser trailer for it seemed pretty cool. But then the full trailer came out, and I was just like... Mm, I'm not so sure now because while I've never really you know was it taken to like some of the designs of the old rubber suit Godzilla's I think towards maybe the 1970s to I think the early 2000s they really got a look for him in the rubber suit that had a sort of intimidating and cool-looking presence but with this new resurgence version This Godzilla is so big and what I mean by big he looks really odd and fat and he's all glowing and he looks just like this undead zombified version of Godzilla and for me one of the things I've always liked about Godzilla is the design of him and I just I'm I'm not keen on the way in which he looks in this uh, in the trailers for Resurgence. And the film definitely seems to be hearkening back to having Godzilla as the antagonist, as this force of nature that's coming through towns, destroying lives, killing everybody, and loads of people are going to suffer before he gets taken out. Now, obviously, I don't think there's been any signs of any other kaiju beast to battle Godzilla, so I think it's just Godzilla on his own again, but I want to like Resurgence because... This will be the first film in ages that I may have the potential to actually see if it gets a Western release. I mean, even if it's like a limited release in one of the, you know, uh, indie cinemas of like the UK, if it gets some form of Western release, that'd be great. But researchers, I have a lot of hope for. I just hope that the film is an another solid entry for Toho because that means they can keep going. And that means that, you know, just more Godzilla for everyone. That's That's never a bad thing. Godzilla 2014 really introduced this wonderful world for us to play in, and you can just tell that there are other monsters out there that they really want to bring in. And I don't think you'd bring in King Ghidorah right now, or King Ghidorah, depending on how like you know you phrase it. But I think you'd save that for maybe like Godzilla 3 or something. But I'd like to see him go up against like uh, Rodan or Anguirus or Mothra, you know, some of the classics. Uh, and Just a monster based battle because what happened to Godzilla, which I think hurt its overall, you know, reception was that just a year before that we had a Godzilla inspired film in the form of Pacific Rim. And while that film was pretty light on story, the battle material was fantastic. It had some of my favorite monster battle sequences in ages. And for fans of Godzilla material, this was pretty much as close as they were gonna to get to like, you know, a Godzilla-like experience with you know giant robots fighting monsters, and it's just insane the way in which like you know Gilmer was able to pull off these action sequences in such a you know intense action-packed way. So when you got Godzilla, that was a lot more of a slow burn in terms of the story and hiding the character and then releasing the battle sequences way later on in the film. I think two things happened by the time Godzilla showed up. One, we live in a very action-heavy film environment right now where like if you have action sequences in film, they have to be very intricate, loud, proud... Very well presented, and if they suck, the audience let you lets you know straight away. And two, in this day and age, there is no subtlety or room for suspense or build up when it comes to like you know big blockbuster films. Everybody wants everything now or yesterday. So if there is any lack in momentum, or like you know a chance for build up towards a major action she was in a film audiences don't respond to that. Everybody is in a give me now or your film sucks kind of attitude and that's the way I found it. So, and I've heard some people compare Godzilla 2014 to the original Jaws in the sense that you don't see the shark until way later in the film, a while there was obviously issues involved with the shark that prevented them from showing it off until like, you know, the latter side of the film. I feel like Godzilla did a similar thing where they built the monster up had him hide in the shadows build him up So that when he did make an appearance you appreciated it a lot more And I think that's one of the elements that people seem to forget with this new incarnation that we have in the u.s there is so many possibilities for him to be more and with the Godzilla sequel what you'd end up having to do really is to really capture the audience that just weren't that keen on Godzilla the first time around either make this a action royal rumble between the kaiju beasts and make the human storyline as insignificant as possible you know just give us another Pacific Rim except just with a heavier focus on the kaiju fights and you know Godzilla or what you're gonna have to do is get better Script writers to go about and incorporate the human storyline in a meaningful way with, you know, more charismatic human characters, and then find a way to interweave that within the kaiju battles as well. And what I think the U.S. studios will definitely have to pay attention to is the rogues gallery of villains within the Godzilla franchise. Because that's one of the key things that I think a lot of people were disappointed with was the fact that we just ended up having to fight the Mutos. The boring looking kaijus that had no notable characteristics or battle tactics. They just looked a little meh. Whereas if you were to bring in a character like, you know, is it Rodan or... Mothra, not only would you be helping out the fans in, you know, bringing them into this American version of Godzilla, but you'd also be introducing them to the, you know, Western audiences as well, and they'll probably get a kick out of seeing these characters fight as well. And again, since it's a sort of rebooted world as opposed to the Toho films, there are opportunities to go about and either upgrade these characters' abilities or give them new ones. The possibilities are endless, and it's all about the creativity and the direction. So I'd like for Godzilla 2 to be as dramatic and similar in tone with you know the 2014 Godzilla film but also a little bit more action heavy and when I mean a little bit more I mean maybe 80 to 90% action and then everything else human based or whatever you got to fill the time with but make sure it works and with Godzilla versus King Kong or King Kong versus Godzilla I can't remember which way it's actually labelled. I'm curious to see how Kong Skull Island turns out because depending on how they handle Kong in that film, that'll definitely give us a an idea of, you know, how big he is and how he will fit in tonally with the Godzilla that's already been established in this world. And it will also give us an idea of, like, you know, was it how strong he is and how much endurance he has, and, you know, whether he'll be, like, you know, a challenge for Godzilla, because King Kong compared to Godzilla is so small. Godzilla could step on him or blow him away with atomic breath, and King Kong would be done. And if this film is successful, like i really hoping it will be, then there is a chance. Somehow in the back of my mind, I'm feeling like there is a chance that they should just bring in the whole. Pacific Rim universe into this monster cinematic universe they're trying to f- build with, you know, Godzilla and King Kong. How beast would it be to have the Jaegers and the Kaiju and Godzilla and King Kong all in the same place? Royal Rumble destruction, destroy everything. That would be so cool. But the chance of that happening right now just seems so small. But well, we can hope, right? So, yeah. That's me done. Hopefully you found this podcast episode informative and interesting, or at least some for some sort of fun. If you have any feedback, criticisms, be sure to hit me up on Twitter, where I am, at Hypersonic55. And yeah, until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hypersonic55, at Film Focus, signing out.